Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey all, welcome to episode 72 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here as always with Sarah Powers. And today we are sharing a very real look at a week of meals, specifically yep. dinnertime meals. Yeah, we're going to tell you guys what we really made for our families for a week-long period. We, we kept track um, earlier this month in October um, and spoiler alert, we didn't nail it every night. No. <laughs> um, but and I, I really, and I didn't try any harder just because, no. you know, I was exactly the same amount of try. <laughs> and I think, I think our goal here, Megan, is not only to sort of give people like the real look at what busy weeknight family dinners look like, but I also, I think as we talk through, there may actually be some tricks and tips for using leftovers and, how to handle it when kids have sports practice in the evening and not everyone yeah. eats at the same time. And so we're going to touch on all those, but we're going to do it through the structure of we wrote down what we served our families every night for a week. Yeah. yeah our, mine was not pretty, actually. It was probably, if anything, it was worse than usual. If we're talking about <laughs> home cooked meals on the table where everyone eats at the same time, it was, yeah. So we're going to get into that. Um, couple of things before we start, you know, we, our numbers tell us that we are getting more and more and more new listeners every month. And we just feel really grateful for that. Yes. And kind of, it's always kind of a pleasant surprise. Um, and because of that, every once in a while, we just like to kind of pause and welcome new listeners. Sometimes we blaze right into our topic. And if you're new around here, you could be like, Whoa, where am I? So, um, just want to let new listeners know, first and foremost, to head to themomhour.com to find all of our older episodes. Anything we talk about during the show is there in a blog post titled the same as the episodes. You can use the search feature, search for what you're looking for. 
can also read more about us there. You can sign up to get emails from us. So that's kind of like a first stop, I would say, wouldn't you, Megan? Yeah. Just yes, go to the website. Um, and then also, if you're new to podcasts, make sure you've subscribed in your podcast app or whatever you use to listen to podcasts on your mobile device. Um, and that way, you'll make sure to always see us when we have a new episode. Yes. We do publish once a week on Tuesdays-ish, Tuesday evenings sometimes. Um, and then we usually have a bonus once a month in addition to those weekly ones. So just welcome if you're new. And um, we're everywhere on social media. But I would say um, head to themomhour.com and at, at the very least subscribe to this show or sign up to get emails so you don't miss a new show. And um, that is all I have to say about that. But we just are really humbled, I think, by the growing audience. So, oh, and we love it when you email us to say hello. That was the other thing. So it's just hello at com, And you don't have to have anything other than to just tell us who you are and where you're listening. And we get emails like that all the time. Um, But with new listeners, especially, it's fun to kind of hear from you. So absolutely. That's what I got on that. And then just one more quick little note. Um, We've had a really nice response to the bonus interview we did for this month, October. Um, And that was with our friend Sarah Stewart-Holland. I interviewed her about um, politics and motherhood and why local politics are really important to her and how she's learned to talk about politics in a productive way, both on Facebook and also she has a podcast called Pantsuit Politics, where two women from opposite sides of the political aisle Um, really have productive conversations every week without insulting each other or fighting. Um, And so we've heard, I've gotten really good feedback on that interview. And if you haven't listened to it and you are, if you're listening to this in real time, you know where we are in the election cycle. And if you want just some kind of uplifting thoughts and proof that there is real productive conversation happening, including between two women who don't agree on a lot of things, um, it's a really cool interview. It's my, it's my, I think my best interview personally oh. that I've done. And it's so, <laughs> it's so I'm needed right now. Interviewing people. Yeah. Yes. Um, so check that out. It, again, if you're looking at our feed, it will just be a couple episodes behind this one in your feed. And, um, it's an interview with Sarah Stewart Holland. It's called bonus interview number six. Um, so I just kind of wanted to plug that again because it's, yeah, it will be refreshing in your ears. <laughs> so. <laughs> so should we talk about dinner? Let's do it. All right. Do you have any like high level thoughts, Megan, before we get started about either about the week that we did this a couple weeks back was early October um, or just the process of it at all? Or should we just get right to the meals? Um, I think that the one thing that that was shaping my reality that week is that John was out of town, I believe, Tuesday through Thursday. I, uh, William has football practice every day till five. And then Owen on Tuesdays and Thursdays has football practice starting at five 30. So it's a little tricky oh, wow. so yep. that has, that led to some kind of weird, like weird dinner times and having to sort of like make half the dinner yep. at one point and then like wait till the last minute to throw the other thing in. And so, yeah, that's all. Yeah. That's no, all. we're going to get, we're going to get into all that. It's funny because a couple weeks ago we talked about we laughed about those days of having kids in the kitchen with you, like toddlers and preschoolers when um, sports practices and activities don't tend to be in the evening. So having time at home in the evening isn't typically as big of a challenge. It's just having those small people attached to your body. Whereas now you definitely, and me more moving into now the kids don't hang on your legs while you're cooking dinner. It's just not everybody's home. And I'm, I'm um, often not even in the house and I'm like, how am I going to pull together a yeah. dinner when I'm not there? So there's a lot of that kind of right. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go. We started this on a Sunday and Sundays I think can be interesting because you either could have a proper Sunday dinner that you actually cook, or it could be like the fridge is empty kind of You week. ran out so, of food or you have you like a bunch of extra food because what, what tends to happen to me is I often will cook a lot d- toward the end of the week and then we'll go out to eat or have pizza on Friday and, and sometimes Saturday night. So then Sunday it's like, we got to get all this food out of here because I have to go grocery right. shopping. So like right. that was definitely mine. Okay, so you wrote down smart. Well, I think I wrote it down for you that it was a smorgasbord. Yes. Because you just said you said Clara had a quesadilla and everyone else made sandwiches and then you had leftover veggies. Do yeah, you remember was, this? Yep. Process? There was <laughs> yeah, there was sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts left over from uh, maybe Thursday or Friday the week before that had to get used up so that I could make room to do a big dishwash and then make room for more groceries the next day. Right. So um, yeah, I think I just told everyone it was kind of a fend for yourself. It was also one of those like. Sundays where people were coming and going and we all had stuff going on. And I think right. one kid was at a birthday party. And so everyone kind of ate at different times too. So that was not my finest, my finest way right. to kick the week off. But That's all right. I have a question about uh, leftover veggies though. Were those, ro- they had already been roasted or yeah, you roasted? And then they were already roasted. I just popped them back in the, I just popped them back in the oven. In the oven. I was going to ask because we, I love roasting vegetables. I like, I think I like it more than Brian. He got, t- we did it so much for a while there. <laughs> I think he got He's tired of it. it. Um, but reheating them cause I'm a big leftover fan as we will see as we move yeah. through the week, but I, but I microwaving roasted vegetables, no, it doesn't work. Usually not very exciting. I usually put them back in on really high heat for just like a okay. couple of minutes, like at four fifty, okay. okay. and then they, they kind of get a little bit that, I mean, they're not going to taste as good as they did the first night and it kind of depends right. on what you're re re roasting as well. But I find right. that just like throwing it in the oven at like four fifty gives you a little more of that caramelization. It heats up really fast. Yeah. It doesn't take long. And so I like, I like that. See, we're already, yeah, we're, we're already into the practical tips. Look, we had our tips, and the, the sweet potatoes get a little mushy. The the one thing, and usually I wouldn't eat just vegetables for dinner. That's pretty unusual. But um, something about sweet potatoes is just they're so filling. It feels like a meal, even though it's kind of not. So right, yeah, I love that. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. 
They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Um, and how does Claire like her quesadillas? Is she just a tortilla and cheese just kind of straight girl? up cheese. She's not yep. like a lot of accoutrement. She does like um, black beans, but she doesn't like them on her tacos or on her quesadillas. She likes them yeah. like on the side. My girls are like that too, um, which is, yeah. So we're, we're kind of a plain quesadilla. Yeah family too. Okay. So that Sunday we actually cooked. Brian went to Costco that day, which I don't usually let him do because he'll come home with things we don't need. Sorry, honey. Um, but he got a really good price on a beef tenderloin, which is very unusual for us. We don't actually eat very much red meat at home. Both, we both like to indulge in it when we go out, but we just don't buy a lot of red meat. And, um, but he did skewers of, so grilled vegetables like bell peppers and onions, and then the tenderloin pieces on a skewer on the grill. Mm. Um, so that was real super yummy for us, kind of a treat with the beef and, um, yeah. So, and then the kids, the girls would eat that meat. So just cut it up and, you know, they like it. Reed who hardly eats anything I've talked about. Um, he at least had to try the meat. Um, and then we supplemented, I wrote down, we supplemented them with like fruit and buttered toast. And that's something I do a lot, quite honestly, because I have one super picky eater and two, you know, I would say average, averagely picky. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I can't every night make, and I don't, I don't make separate meals. I really don't, but I, I will often, they will often end up eating buttered toast, fruit and milk if they don't like the main thing. So that's just kind of how I've chosen to roll with it. Uh, the girl, actually, I think maybe only Allegra likes the beef tenderloin. So more for us. Um, and so Reed and Violet may both have eaten buttered whole wheat toast, fruit, and milk. Do you ever let like, <laughs> your kids like trade? Like um, I have, Owen loves vegetables and is not a big meat fan. Mm. And William loves meat more than vegetables. So sometimes mm. they'll just like arrange a little swap on their plate. Or even they'll be eating like stew or sometimes even soup. And they'll be like picking pieces out of each other's. I yeah. let them do it because I don't care as long as it gets eaten and they're both eating yeah, something I, reasonable. I think we kind of do that naturally, like um, especially with soups and stews. Um, uh, uh, Violet loves mushrooms. So everybody will pick out their mushrooms and give, and them, give to them to her. Give them to Violet, yeah. And, you know, and off Allegra is probably the, just the biggest eater. She's the biggest kid and has the biggest appetite. And sometimes I forget that. So sometimes I'll kind of dole out equal portions. So she often will just take what they don't eat because she's still right. hungry and they might've passed it over. So yeah, I would totally, I'd, I'd allow it. All right. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So Monday, um, you said black bean nachos. So and Monday, I, think I, I wrote back, you texted me. I'm like, that sounds really good. Yeah. Well, I believe if I recall correctly, it was because Monday night, I went grocery shopping like right before I had to cook something. So yeah, that happens to me too. I got chicken and I got pork shoulder, but I didn't have time to cook either yep. of those. So it was sort of by process of elimination, I needed something that I could make really fast, and it was black bean nachos. That was not a busy, particularly busy night. 
Um, Owen did not have practice. William was home by like 5.15 or 5.30. So I just, you know, after I got, I think I actually may have gone on the way to pick William up. And then I went um, and got him and then came right. home and, and made it. So Okay, so um, tell me about the nachos though, some specifics about how you do it. I used to so, make nachos and I kind of don't anymore. Oh, so, well, I like I like nachos because, you know, if someone's not into nachos, they can easily throw it on a quesadilla or on a tortilla and make yeah. a taco or a, or a quesadilla or whatever as well. Um, and like I said, Clara just separates everything out. So right. Um, I do black beans. I always do canned black beans. I just rinse them. And then if I have time, I will mince up some garlic and, you know, saute that up in a pan and then throw the beans in. I put on, and if I don't have time, I just use garlic powder. Um, I use, um, cumin, which I think is the okay. secret sauce as far as yep. good black beans go. Paprika, a little chili powder. And then if I have cilantro, I use cilantro, mm-hmm. um, and lime juice, which is the other, I think the cilantro and lime juice really makes it something in a pinch. Like if I have nothing, if I have no spices and like nothing to put in there, or if we've been camping or something, right. um, I'll use a can of Rotel tomatoes. I just throw those in with the beans. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. it's really good. The kids don't yeah. all like, they don't like right. chunky tomatoes. So it's not as popular as my usual black beans, but it works. And I, I mean, it heats up in like five minutes. Like Black beans are so fast. And then what I do, yeah, I, I personally like to put the chips all over a cookie sheet and sprinkle everything on top and sprinkle the cheese on top and put it in the stove, in the oven. Yeah, that's how I used to do it. I have gotten pushback (laughs) from some in the in the house that they then end up with chips that don't have enough cheese or like they don't like their proportions. So now I just usually, I might do mine that way, but I'll let everyone else kind of do their own. And so how do they heat them up? Or just put them in the microwave. Okay, so individual. Individually, no, yeah. This is good. Now I want nachos. Um, so I love the ideas for the beans. I, I, we do a lot of black beans and stuff, but it, they're usually going into something that already has flavor. So I don't usually, I just kind of usually rinse them and Throw them in. put them in whatever I'm using them with. But I, they sound really good that way. And they are good. And you can use them for other like stuff, that. like whatever there's leftovers, I'll throw them in the um, in the fridge and then I'll put them with eggs sometimes the next day. Yeah. I have to tell you, I am doing a juice cleanse today. Oh, and no, this is making, and this really is making me so hungry. <laughs> and I'm like the last person in the world who would do a juice cleanse. I just have to tell you, but like, I kind of got suckered into it and I went and bought the juice from this place in town that makes really good organic juices. And it, the juices are good, but they're not food. And now I really, right. really, really want some nachos. So oh, let's I'm move gonna, on. Sorry. Okay. We? Moving on. Okay. So our Monday, our Mondays are a hot mess. Um, Allegra has a softball practice that starts at 520 to 6. 50. So there is, it is, um, like it's as dinner hour as you can, like you really can't do an early dinner. Everyone will be eating at four forty-five, and a, and a late dinner. They're not really home. She and Brian until after seven, which for my younger kids is too. I mean, we're into the bedtime process by that point. We're not going to all eat in a few years, maybe. But, um, so Allegra had, I wrote it all down. Allegra had some lunch meat and fruit at like four 30, right before she left. So that I didn't want her like on a total empty stomach or just have something crappy. So she had some, like some cold cuts and fruit before she left. I made while Brian and, and she were at practice, I made French toast for Reed and Violet, which is, I've talked about it on this show before. It's one of my go-tos for like a kid dinner that comes together at the last minute. Cause I figure whole wheat bread, milk, eggs, a little bit of pancake syrup or whatever and some fruit and it's better than a lot of other things that you know might happen at the last minute including box mac and cheese I feel like it's better than that because my bread is whole wheat and anyway um so much so that Reed the other day uh let us know that he 
thought French toast was a dinner food. He was like, French toast isn't a breakfast food <laughs> because he's never. Anyway, I made Reed and Violet French toast. I ate a little bit of that with them and kind of nibbled off their plates. And then when Allegra and Brian got home, Brian ate some of the tenderloin and veggie leftovers from the night before. I think Allegra had some of that with him, some more of the beef. And I think I saved one piece of French toast for her. So she had like a pre-dinner and a post-dinner. Um, Brian had leftovers late when he got home. And I kind of ate a little bit with everyone. So it was all over the map. But all right. there you go. French toast works uh, for a dinner and a fast dinner. It does. I, and... I think breakfast for dinner is a great idea. I do that whenever yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our, our Mondays are just... Hard. I will say before we move on real quick, I will say a couple times since you started this softball season, which this is only an eight week season, it's pretty short. A couple times we have done the thing where we bring kind of a picnic to the ball fields and I'll feed that there's a playground there and I'll feed Reed and Violet pack up a picnic, which they think is fun. Um, Brian and I have had like pre-made salads from Trader Joe's or something. And then at least by the time we all get home after seven o'clock, we've all eaten. It may not have been at a table together, but, and it's kind of when the weather's nice and stuff, that's fun. So um, so on Tuesday, yeah, ready to move on to Tuesday. Yeah, let's do it. Tuesday is a football night for Owen. He had practice okay. from five 30 to seven. Um, we made chicken, carrots and broccoli. And as I recall, they were split chicken breasts with the bones in, which I okay. like because it takes a little, well, I like on those kinds of nights cause it takes a little longer for those to cook, which okay. means I can throw it in the oven and then run to pick Owen up. And when I get back, it's not dried out. So that was what I did. I ended up taking, like I stuck every, I had everything pre-prepared before I took them, I think, to practice because I had some running around to do. And then it was kind of all just like laid out. And all I do with the chicken breasts, I really am so simple with those. I just, um, I just usually sprinkle them with salt or sometimes I will like slip lemon or um, garlic under the skin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just but usually it's very and like sometimes I'll butter but I really think it's great if it's got skin if it's skin on yeah just a little salt at a high temperature to get a nice yeah. crispy skin it's really good so I'm pretty sure that's how I did it that night and then the carrots and broccoli were just were just roasted just olive roasted. oil okay. and salt and I'm pretty so were sure they all in the oven at the same time the yeah chicken, and so sometimes you got to futz with the um you got to mess with the that, I hope they didn't come out like it sounded like a swear word <laughs> no I it heard was you. F-T, F-U-T-Z. Yeah. You have to mess with the temps sometimes when you do them together, especially if you're not going to be at the house, right? So it's not like right. I can take one thing out and put something, you know, sometimes I'll start the, because I usually do, um, anytime I'm roasting chicken, I usually do it at 450. Okay. So with a whole chicken, that takes about an hour. Right. Yep. With a breast, mm, I mean, it can be a kind of all over the place. So sometimes it's like 45 minutes, sometimes it's, you know, like less than that. So it's a little more touch and go. And I think what I may have actually done now that I'm thinking about it is I think I did the veggies before I left almost all the way. Mm-hmm. Let the chicken go while I was – and like on a lower heat. Let the chicken go while I was running to get Owen. Came back, took out the chicken, threw the um, the veggies in on a higher heat just to let them caramelize a little bit for the last few minutes. Okay. It probably – you know, it's one of those times where everything doesn't come out perfect. I think the chicken yeah. was a bit dry and yeah. I don't think the veggies were as cooked as I wanted, but – it worked and it was a necessity because it was a crazy night. And I think I served that with um, croissant rolls out of a can. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was going to ask if there was a bread for which a made start. The, which made the kids very happy. So. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, well, Tuesday we also had chicken. I found on a whim um, at Trader Joe's, which we don't buy a lot of our meat there, but they it was a pre-marinated thing, which I do once in a while, and it was a mole sauce. Mm, okay. So every once in a while I'll do one of their – 
pre-marinated meats, especially if it's something I wouldn't make myself. Like I have no idea how to make a mole sauce. Um, and I figured my kids would like that better than some other sauces because mole is not spicy. It's, it's flavorful, but it's not overly like intense. So they were chicken thighs. So they were pre-marinated mole sauce chicken thighs from Trader Joe's. Brian did them on the grill, I believe. So I just had them ready. He gets home at a decent time on Tuesday. So he did them on the grill and I made brown rice. And so the kids had chicken and rice and I must have served fruit because again, that's my go-to. I cut up some tomatoes and avocado for Brian and me, just raw. I didn't even make a salad or anything. And we just kind of put it all together. So he and Mm. I kind of had like chicken thigh, brown rice, and then fresh avocado, tomato. And I usually do keep cilantro around the house. So that was good. It was actually really good. It sounds really good. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, And then the kids liked the, I feel like, I feel like the mole chicken went over okay, at least with the girls. Again, Reed is the outlier. So I always know, you know, he's always going to try the meat and won't eat most of it. Um, and, uh, so that, and we did all sit down together. I made a note of that too, because again, often you don't, somebody's somewhere, but we yeah. did sit down all together that Tuesday night. And, so and Tuesday, our Tuesday yeah. was a, was a everyone hovering around the Island night. Okay. Yeah. Not an everyone yeah. sitting at the table together night. It happened. I think happened. there may have been one moment where everyone was in the room together, but you know, <laughs> it didn't last. Exactly. Um, all right. So Wednesday you told me pork shoulder and cauliflower. Wednesday. I really got my crap together. All right. Um, partly getting up so early for the radio thing is helping me with that because I had already looked in the fridge. You know, sometimes you literally, if you don't have a good plan, you like, you actually forget what's in your fridge. And then by the time you look in the fridge at two or whatever, it's too late to even start something like a pork shoulder. Yep. So by the time I got home from the radio station at, you know, nine 30, I had already been in the fridge a couple of times. And so even though I already had this planned out, it was nice to have that visual reminder. And I thought, Oh, I, if I put that in now, it's going to be awesome. So I, um, I just used my big Dutch oven and the meat was actually too big to sear in the Dutch oven um, very well. So I seared it first in a pan and then put it in the Dutch oven and I um, have a little recipe. I braised it with beer. I'm trying to think what else I put in it. Garlic, um, some spices, but I keep it fairly bland because I like to do after the pulled pork, after it's all fallen apart and delish and like cooked well, um, I sometimes like to make carnitas and I sometimes... I just mix it up with barbecue sauce and make pulled pork mm-hmm. sandwiches. So I like to keep it fairly, I guess, generic in flavor when I originally okay. cook it. And then I yep. add flavor later when I yep. recook it. So totally I sense. just put that in the um, in the oven at like 250 for all day. Okay. It wow. was in there from probably 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. Okay, and so then, I have a really dumb question before you move on. You will you leave, do you leave your house with something in the oven when yes. no one's at home? You do. Yes. Okay. I think a lot of people do, and I'm just never sure if that's okay. I mean at 250, yeah. Okay. I probably wouldn't leave something at 450 without anyone else in the house. I did leave that right. chicken at a high temperature, but I there was Jacob was home. Um Yeah. And you, like, I knew you had older kids who are sometimes around. Yeah, so at two fifty, I'm not worried about it. Maybe that's okay. terribly unsafe of me, but I don't really see how otherwise no, anyone. You're, no, you're not the only one. And I people, mean, I... you know, even a crock pot gets pretty hot. Exactly, exactly. And I always think a crock pot's worse because it's out on your, it's out on the counter, and if you have pets or like if anything shorts out, right? And like there's, there's an electrical opportun- cord right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, that does not concern me. So, um, and then I just, you know, that night I literally just pulled out hunks of pork when it was all folly a party okay and served that up with cauliflower and i believe we also had canned croissant rolls that night as well <laughs> or some kind of 
It was some kind of biscuit in a tube. I don't remember now exactly mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, and that went over really well. And the cauliflower was roasted. And so I took the um, meat out because with the Dutch oven in there, there's not room for anything else. Right. But I just left the lid on, and it was it kept cooking for a while while the cauliflower was in. You know what? I feel like we need to say something about this. The, the croissants in the tube is giving me kind of memories of how often when I was a kid – I just really looked forward to the bread and butter. And yes, like if that I was did, always my favorite, if I did um, croissants in a can actually for Reed, I bet I'm just thinking out loud, but I bet he'd actually be more willing to try the other stuff. He'd be so excited. It would put him in such a good mood. Yeah. And I kind of often forget or, you know, don't even think about that kind of bread option. And I'll just, if I know the kids aren't going to like some things, I'll just do buttered, boring bread. But um, it's just true. And I, I, I'm such a good eater now. I like everything now. I love vegetables. You're a good but little I, eater. That's I'm a good eater. But I ate bread and butter, I'm sure, for a lot of those meals. So I guess it's oh, just yeah. sort of a take heart thing. Yes, I ate so much bread and butter at dinner time yeah. as a kid. I remember I mean, that was one thing. My mom would always have it out. And so you could always eat it. I mean, and yeah. I remember sometimes just like basically sustaining myself on bread and butter and, and picking at everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a good eater now too. So, and special bread, like, you know, croissants or biscuits from a can or whatever, you know, I think my mom used to make like Bisquick biscuits sometimes. And that always even felt special. Like it was part of the, part of the deal. Yeah. I think they were on sale. We wouldn't usually have them two nights back to back, but they were like two for buy two, get two. I don't remember. It was some kind of crazy deal. So did I cut you off talking about cauliflower? No, I don't, I didn't have anything else to say about cauliflower. It was roasted. Okay. You know, um, surprise, surprise, roasted vegetable. Surprise, in my house. surprise. I love roasted cauliflower, though. It's so good. Um, okay, Wednesday, I'll be quick. It was another unusual night for us. That's why this week was kind of less than normal. But the big kids had a birthday party, a weeknight birthday party. I dropped them off. It was at a laser tag place, and I got out of there real fast because <laughs> it was crazy. laser tag. Um, so I dropped them off, got them started. And then Violet and I came home, Brian picked them up from the birthday party at about, I want to say like it was after six. Um, so Violet and I were kind of home, just the two of us. I fed her oatmeal and a, um, little naked juice, like fruit smoothie that we get again from Costco in the little mini sizes. We don't always get them, but it's kind of fun for her. So she had oatmeal and a store-bought smoothie. Um, when they got home from the party, Oh, they had eaten there. So they ate pizza at a birthday party and cake, I'm sure. And Brian had the mole chicken leftovers. And again, none of us, none of this happened at the same time. And I ate a bowl of cereal when everyone was in bed. So that was really, that was a, a banner night for us. Yeah. But, oh, well. <laughs> Oatmeal. Okay. Another breakfast for dinner. Um, okay. Thursday. Do you have your Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday was again, like I peaked midweek and then went quickly downhill for the rest of the week. <laughs> um, so Thursday we had tons of meat left. So I'd made yeah. a pork shoulder. They're huge. So Thursday I um, sauteed up a bunch. Of, I don't even know what you call it. Like you just kind of crisp the meat up in a pan. Okay. And it kind of just fries up in its own fat. And okay. I added um, all my Mexican spices and like cumin and lime yep. and um, lime juice and cilantro and all that. And then so you had the option of having pork tacos or carnitas, carnitas right. or mm-hmm. – William opted to have pulled pork sandwiches with barbecue sauce. Clara wanted pulled pork sandwiches without barbecue sauce. And she actually okay. went crazy for them. And she ne- that's not okay. usually her kind of thing. 
Okay. So um, I was really happy about that. I just bought some sub buns and yeah, I was going to ask what you had for yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah, some kind of sub bun, and then I had um, and then John also stir fried up some of the leftover chicken. So the kids kind of ate. Like I want to say people ate twice, or maybe the next <laughs> night. I think maybe we just continued the leftovers into the next yeah. night because it there was definitely plenty left the next night as well. Um, yeah. So I mean, I just answered for Thursday and Friday. It was basically the same two nights in a row. Yeah. No, I, I and it was a lot of us all standing around the counter talking and eating different things and sampling and yeah. Well, and that is like a good point that that's as much a family dinner as anything, I think. Right. Um, and using, I think it takes a little while to, to get the hang of using leftovers creatively. I think mm. sometimes when we think leftovers, we just think put the, the same exact thing. same thing <laughs> on a plate and microwave it, which is right. why a lot of people don't like leftovers, but right. you... I mean, you were really strategic. You're saying that it went downhill, but it didn't really. You had sub buns on hand to make sandwiches. You knew how to take the meat. I mean, all of that takes practice. And obviously it does take practice. You've had some. Um, but I think I think it's great. It's, and it's also cost effective to buy meat that can be converted the next day into other things. Well, and it's kind uh, of like something like um, like a bunch of cilantro. I'll just always have that on hand if I can, like fresh, because there's always going to be something I can do with it during the week. And the way mm -hmm. my grocery store is laid out, the one that I usually go to, all the vegetables and herbs and stuff are first. Right. So if I haven't thoroughly scoured the meat sales, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to be wandering into. So right. I just try to keep everything like all the veggies and stuff I just and herbs, I try to make them things that could go with anything. Right. And then right. after I pick out the meat, then I can be like, okay, now I'm going to need some tortillas or some buns right. or whatever, and kind or rice or whatever, and and like add that on after I go. But it takes practice, definitely. Right. Yeah. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member Katie were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. 
Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients. And then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Um, well, our Thursday, uh, Brian worked late. Um, I heated up these pre-cooked chicken sausages. The brand we get is that Idell's brand. It's kind of a natural. They have okay. it at, actually they have it at most grocery stores. It's not just. I think I've from, seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, it have like a, have, does it have like a cardboard co- like um, yep. outside? And yep. so the chicken apple one goes over really well yep. with kids. It just doesn't have a lot of added crap in it. So that's kind of why, um, but it's available at all stores, not just kind of natural food stores. So I, and I usually microwave those. I think they do taste better. Sometimes if I have time, I'll put them in a pan on kind of medium low heat and let them just heat up like all with the air all around them. Cause I, I mean, microwaving isn't the greatest, the most flavorful way to cook anything, but right. often that's what I do. The kids don't complain. So I, I heated up some of those chicken sausages for the kids and then they had fruit and buttered toast. That was what the kids ate. I kind of ate off their plates with them. Brian got home late. And he did one of these, uh, this is a good, another good Trader Joe's thing. It's, um, I'll have to take a picture and put it in the show notes cause I'm not going to describe it well, but it's frozen veggies and grains all together. So when you heat it up, like if you picture a bag of frozen peas and carrots, like the old kind, um, but it has, some of them have like a quinoa or a couscous or some other grain, there's different ones. And so it's really like a veggie and a grain all together. And then you could, you know, we just heat it up in a pan and then you could season it with, you could kind of make it stir fry style. You could really season it however you want. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's filling and the veggies are interesting. It's more than just peas and carrots. So Brian had one of those and um, the whole, he can eat like a whole bag for himself. So that's what he had when he got home. And I will take a picture of that one from the show notes. Because if you are a Trader Joe's person, we have a couple uh, favorites of those and they're good you know, things to have on hand. Yeah. I always, I always want like those, you know, convenience things that, um, are healthy enough. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that for the family of my size and with having so many teenagers, those things kind of peaked in usefulness like five years ago for me. (laughs) There was a time I I could feed our whole family on something like that. And now it's like, we have to buy so many of them to (laughs) stretch out across everyone that it's not really worth it anymore. Yeah. No, we're definitely in the phase where this is like a good adult option if the kids for some reason are eating something, you know, if you're kind of splitting it up, which is what happened this particular night, Brian worked late. Um, And yeah, and I again, kind of ate off people's plates and had a bowl of cereal. Two nights this particular week, I had a bowl of cereal after bedtime, which is not like me. It's also not admirable, but you're starting a new trend. Yeah, it's not a good one. Okay, so Friday you said more of the same. More of the same. It was kind of, John and I went to see a play and I remember standing at the counter just kind of madly arranging plates before we were leaving and filling them with whatever the kids wanted. And I should tell the stir fry, I didn't really get into that, but our stir fry is just super simple. We have um, a bottle of some kind of stir fry sauce that I think maybe we got from Trader Joe's or maybe even Aldi because we don't really ever go to Trader Joe's but John will sometimes when he's in Chicago Um, and then it was just the leftover chicken um, mushrooms I just Mm -hmm. that's another thing I'll always pick up when I'm in the um, produce section even if I don't have a plan for it I'll just pick up a thing of button mushrooms because they're cheap and you can always find something to do with them Um, and broccoli I think that was it Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that sounds so good. So kids liked it and it's simple and you don't really think about it too hard. And that's one of John's go-tos. So I always know like if there's any kind of leftover poultry or leftover sausage or something, I'll be like, hey, right. John, would you make a stir yep. fry? And it's perfect. So Yeah. No, um, we also always have mushrooms. And two of my three kids really like mushrooms, which is uh, pretty good for – I don't think I liked mushrooms until I was in my 20s. Um, and I have found I, – I for a while was buying a bag of sliced mushrooms mm-hmm. – um, just because, you know, it takes a little bit of time to, and if you're doing a stir fry or something, if it's, if you want to be quick, it takes time to cut them or whatever. But I realized it goes slimy so fast when they're, at least the ones I was buying, when they're pre-sliced and the ones that are not pre-sliced, just in the normal mushroom container that are whole will last like two weeks in my fridge. So I don't think I had connected the dots there, right. but I'm no longer buying the sliced. It's because they, they'd be like the first thing to go bad. Yeah, they go bad really fast. And it does not yeah. take long to, to slice up a mushroom. No, it doesn't. It does not. So, okay, well, Friday, I, we actually cooked. I think I was feeling like we'd had so many of these weird, like pizza birthday party, late working nights. Um, we don't always cook on Friday. Often we'll, Brian might pick up something on the way home or we'll order in or just do leftovers. But we did cook that particular Friday. So I roasted a bunch of vegetables, um, just like you've described. I think we did bell peppers, onions, um, mushrooms. Sometimes we roast mushrooms on there. So we roasted a bunch of veggies in the oven. um, But then we ended up adding them to a pasta sauce. So um, we had another Italian chicken sausage, but this one's not pre-cooked. So it it comes in links, but I squeeze it out of the links so that we brown it ground. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? So it's ground, ground Italian chicken sausage, um, browned that and then added, well, again, with the kids, they sometimes like things deconstructed. So the eventual meal for Brian and I was like a marinara sauce from a jar with the, the Italian chicken sausage and all the roasted vegetables all together. So it was sausage, veggies, marinara on top of pasta. The kids like everything separate. So they really like this particular chicken sausage. They'd eat that we usually give them like a little tiny bowl of red sauce to dip in. And it's funny because my kids will all eat red sauce, but they sometimes, if it's all over everything, it freaks them out. So they'll like take their fork and dip a fork full of noodles in the red sauce. But if it's all over, for some reason, someone <laughs> won't want it. Um, so they kind of had deconstructed pasta. They had the meat. Um, they probably ate a few mushrooms or whatever else was in the veggies that they liked. And then um, the pasta and red sauce all separate. Ours was all together, and it was really good. So that was an Italian nice. night. Nice. That sounds like a nice Friday. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so Saturday. Sa- yeah. John and I went to an engagement party and ate delicious finger foods, and yep. uh, the kids had Papa John's. Nice. <laughs> so <laughs> we've got Did sort of like we even have the Papa John's them? app now because I don't really care for it that much. I mean, it's fine. I don't really care for most like pizza chain pizzas. I don't, I mean, not to be a pizza snob. It's just, I feel like there's always something I don't love about them. Yeah. But um, Papa John's is reasonably priced and the kids love it. So we have like the app and we always like have a free one waiting for us because I guess we just eat a lot of pizza. So yeah, that was us. I feel like I like Papa John's better than I do other major pizza. I don't know. I I think I've become a little bit of a pizza snob too. And I love just crappy cheap pizza but yeah there was we were somewhere just recently and I didn't see where it was from I just picked up a slice of pizza and I had to look back at the box and I was like oh this is not good I'm not even gonna say which one it was but it was not good well Um, I used to be really really into Pizza Hut um but it's just it's like a teenager pizza it's like super greasy I used to like the pan yeah and because I liked my food like thick and greasy and heavy and I just don't anymore so it's harder for me it almost tastes like fake or tastes like fake butter or something. I yeah. 
Then uh, I almost sometimes like frozen pizza is better now with a really mm-hmm. crispy crust. Like I can get mm-hmm. behind a good frozen pizza. Yeah. But agreed. Anyway. Um, yeah. The, one, one of my pregnancies, Costco has a, like their four pack of whatever they're just like the plainest frozen cheese pizza, four pack. They're like four yeah. for $10 or something really cheap. And those got me through like an entire pregnancy, not just myself, but also feeding children that I didn't want to cook for and all of that. I will also say that although it's not my go-to favorite personally, um, Little Caesars Hot and Ready has saved my butt. Okay. I don't think we have Little Caesars here or it's just not big. It's like $5 pizza. You just go in and they're always just sitting there. They're they're hot and they're ready. Hot and ready. And you just go in and you go, here's my $5. I will take a pizza. Yeah, that and is Sometimes pretty. if you're having a party or like a bunch of kids at your house or you just really, you know, I remember using it a lot when I was pregnant and just would get super tired around that time of night. Right. That was always a blessing. So when your kids are <laughs> all staying home little and you guys... <laughs> <laughs> What's that? When you, guys are, when you guys went out and everybody was staying home, um, they just order their own pizza. And we order it pizza. for them. You can tell this is not my life yet. I'm no, like, we order it for them Tell usually. me more. Okay, you and... did order it. Because otherwise, they'll pick a bunch of stuff we don't want them to get. I mean, they're yeah. capable, but I don't want them adding on, you know, wings and all this stuff. And also, we have the payment method. So we just do what we do the, um, we do everything tip included, just pay for it all ahead of time. Right. And then they just have to have the oldest looking kid go to the door and say they're the card holder, which I think is hilarious when they ask, oh. like, are you the card holder? And my <laughs> teenage son is like, well, yes. Well, yes, yes I, am. I am. That's very They funny. don't ask too many questions, though. So Yeah, really, for a yeah. pizza delivery. That's exactly. funny. Okay, well, Saturday I went to a party. So I made um, a really yummy salad that I started making this summer after I had it somewhere and tried to recreate it. So I made um, a salad to take to the party that Brian also ate, which is why it's relevant in what the family ate. But it is – it just sounds really California, obnoxiously healthy. But it's um, – quinoa and then like a cabbage mix like an asian cabbage mix quinoa garbanzo beans cilantro red bell peppers carrots and then peanuts and like a peanut style asian dressing so it's sort of like an asian healthy salad i don't know i can't explain it but it's really good it's the quinoa and cabbage make it really substantial so it's not does not feel like eating a leafy salad it feels like eating more like a grain based um salad mixture but it's the I'm a sucker for Thai, Thai like Thai and peanut and Thai peanut Asian flavor profile. Yes. So it has that. Um, but it's super healthy. And the garbanzo beans and yeah, it's really good. Um, so I made a big thing of that to take to a party. Brian ate a portion of that. I made enough. Um, the kids had turkey corn dogs from Trader Joe's, which are from the frozen section and they're I just started getting them recently for like weekend nights they're I I know I sound like a walking Trader Joe's commercial but I like that there's not a lot of extra preservative crap in most even their frozen and prepared food I'm not saying that a corn dog a turkey corn dog is bringing my children the nutrition they need but it's not it's at least not like delivering a whole bunch of extra crap so um yeah, so these turkey corn dogs they like. The, oh, my only issue is they come in a thing of four, and I have three children, and there's always like the one. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna save it in the freezer. I don't right. know. Um, and then Brian had gotten them a bag of frozen French fries, so they had corn dogs and fries in front of a movie. Um, but also Allegra that day had spent time in the kitchen. I've talked about how she loves to cook, and with her Kidster uh, recipe, who Kidster was our sponsor a couple of episodes ago. 
um, she made homemade ravioli, like actually wow. rolled it out and made it with this cute little like ravioli mold press thing that came with her kit. Um, and they were good. She, they were, it was not like a professional. We didn't have, we don't have like the KitchenAid thing where you can roll out the dough. Oh, really what? She didn't make professional level yeah, exactly. know, pasta on no. her first try no. at AJ. No. Oh my, come on. Um, but they were good. So that, um, that was kind of fun too. She had, they had that with their corn dogs. So, Very and they cool. both Friday and Saturday nights, our kids line up and sit on the floor with a placemat in front of them and eat in front of a movie because they don't watch a lot of TV or right. much TV at all during the week. So we look forward to that like five o'clock Friday and Saturday and they eat their dinner in front of a movie and we eat ours in the kitchen, hopefully finishing sentences and having a conversation. So, right. Wow. Wow. Did we make it through the we whole? We made it through. I am so hungry. <laughs> You're so hungry. So I'm going to go make some, I'm going to go pour off some green juice. Oh man. It's got green apple and celery and cucumber Yay. and something Yay. spicy that I can't identify in it. So, well, Yay. I think, I think this was, um, I think it's good to talk about not only real life stuff, but also creative ways to use leftovers. Absolutely. Uh, where, you know, how it works when everybody isn't sitting down at the same table at six o'clock every night, but are still, you know, still hovering around the same counter at some point during the evening. So, so let me ask you this. What have you got planned for dinner tonight? Well, I need to go to the store. So we're recording this on a Monday. It's just before noon, my time. Uh, I will pick up Violet from preschool and we'll go to the store together. But you mentioned earlier in this show that sometimes when you've been to the store, you don't have enough time or energy or headspace. Right to figure out what to make. But actually I do know. So we have chicken um, that's in the fridge that either needs to be dealt with or frozen. Um, we just buy boneless, skinless chicken breasts, which is not as yummy as what you did. But mm-hmm. um, so I think Brian's going to grill the chicken and we'll grill up the whole thing from Costco, which we'll, we'll then use in sandwiches and quesadillas and stuff throughout the week. So I think we're going to grill chicken tonight and I just need to figure out from what I get at the store, what else we will have with that. How about you guys? Well, I went shopping this morning before the hunger kicked in (laughs) and I shopped and bought stuff to make ziti. And now I think that will just be torture, but I'd rather do it today. This I'm doing this for a couple of days. So I'd rather do it today than tomorrow when I'm truly desperate. Yeah. Um, tomorrow I'll probably just make something really bland. It looks terrible. Yeah, like here you are, family. I can't. I can't Eat bring these myself seeds, to make these leaves and sticks. Yeah. So, I don't know what I was thinking. We'll see if I make it. Yeah. I, I'm already sitting here trying to talk myself into the idea that maybe beans could be part of a healthy cleanse. Bean juice, maybe. maybe no, just like be just beans. I mean, chance. they've got lots of fiber. Yeah, beans are great for you. Maybe I'll just eat a big plate of beans. I don't know. It sounds like cheating. I'm going to tell whoever your accountability partner is. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. I didn't say I'm going to do it. She's considering going I'm considering, rogue. Considering, yes, exactly. Oh, that's so funny. Um, well, I do want to point people to a couple of other episodes we've done that kind of go well with this one. If you are a new listener and you want more on meal planning, shopping, um, head to themomhour.com and check out the show notes for this episode, which is episode 72. And then in there, I'll link to the other food and meal planning related, um, shows we've done because we have talked about it before, just never through the lens of what we actually ate for dinner. And I just have to say like, this is, I think, refreshing to talk through this because meal plans are often future focused, right? It can all sound good, 
when we say what we're going to make for the week, um, when you look back at it, you see where, you know, where you had to cut corners or where it didn't turn out the way you planned. And that's okay too. We all ate, all the children went to bed with food in their bellies. Absolutely. And I'm sure the plan that I had in my, in my head at the beginning of the week was not actually what ended up working out. Yeah. No, switch things around and pinch hit when you have to. So, yep. Um, a couple other things really quick before we wrap, um, I wanted to kind of let people know that we are considering, we are getting together in person in Denver of all places in the first weekend of December. And I threw this out on Facebook, but Facebook is so tricky. Not everybody sees stuff. So you and I are considering having a just short casual meetup in real life of any Denver area listeners, but we got to know who you guys are and if that would actually be possible. So um, there's no details yet, but if you are in the Denver area or would drive to hang out with us um, that first weekend in December on a Saturday or Sunday, probably afternoon, early evening, um, just email us hello at themomhour.com and just let us know if you're potentially interested. There's nothing set in stone yet, but um, we don't get to see each other in person very often and we will be together in person and thought it might be fun to meet some real listeners. So. Yeah, I think that would be great. Yep. Um, All right. Well, that's all I got for this week. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And that's all. Have a great week, everybody. Yep. Bye-bye. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by The Essential Calendar. Sarah, this is our favorite calendar for busy moms because its beautiful and simple design shows around three months at a time. Yeah, and with summer fast approaching, now is a great time to get the Essential Calendar and see what I've been raving about all these years. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour.